You are listening to the Struggling Beautifully podcast. Don't forget, whatever stage of life you're walking through or sometimes stumbling, it's important to look above and anchor yourself to the one who controls it all. The best part of life is finding your people, people who walk with you through the fire. That's what we're here for. Daily inspiration, burning questions answered, and how to always look above. I'm Brooke. And I'm Peyton. And we are struggling beautifully. Hey guys, I definitely missed you guys last week. Um, I know that Peyton had set you guys up on some awesome thoughts and did an amazing job of helping you answer the questions. And I hate that I missed chatting with her, but you know, sometimes life gets in the way things happen. Um, and I just wanted to first say that I missed you guys and missed talking. Um, but the question that you guys asked the burning question that Peyton, um, did such a good job of answering. I'm going to try to to give you a little bit more insight on how, you know, I found God in the dark times and how you can find God in the dark, dark times. But the thing is, there's no perfect answer because how I handle struggles is and darkness and, you know, all the different things going on there is probably totally different than Peyton or anyone else that's listening. But it's the ideas and experiences that I've had, that Peyton's had, that people around you have had, that could always lend you a hand in helping you navigate those times. So the first thing I want you to remember is that Jesus did not promise butterflies and giggles and sunny days, no rain, all of those things when following him. He actually promised struggle and pain and difficulty. But God so loved the world, so loved us that he sent his son to save us and give us a hope and a future. I wish I had this podcast to listen to in my dark times because I was super low for a really, really long time. And there were many things going on in my life that just didn't seem fair. Uh, My dream of playing college basketball was ending and being taken away from me. The I was losing people that I thought that I loved, friends, boyfriends, all of that stuff. And I also was losing trust in people. And my life was completely turned upside down. I didn't know where to turn. So instead of feeling convicted, like from the Holy Spirit convicting me because I was saved, I was, I did know Christ. I did follow him. I did love him. And so instead of feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit, like you're supposed to feel, I was like, nope, not doing this and completely turned it off. I turned God off and didn't want the conviction of him whenever I was making decisions that would alter my life. Um, And in my mind, I couldn't believe that someone who claimed to love me so, so much would allow such horrible things to happen. Enter the enemy. With that, enter depression, destruction, bad decisions. And overall lost hope. In short, I did not care about myself and had no self-love at that time. You see, it took losing everything or what I thought losing everything was to realize that I needed Jesus. I needed him. So after many days of darkness, loneliness, self-hate, I gave my life back to the one who controlled it. 
So that was kind of a short introduction to answering your burning question. And to answer your burning question of how you find God in the darkness or how to find God in your depression or how to see the light, how to look above, or in our case, how to struggle beautifully, I want to take you to the story of Gideon. So looking at the world today, it's not hard to get depressed. The enemy is doing a fabulous job right now. We're in dark times, but I have something to tell you. This isn't the darkest times that there's ever seen in the, in the history of the world. Yeah, it feels like a lot. Yeah, there's a ton of things going on that are so hard and so depressing and so upsetting, so dark. But we've seen it all before. This has been seen. Things have happened. The good news, though, and there's a ton of good news, but I'm wanting you to focus on the story of Gideon. And I'm going to go through a couple of different things um, that really helped me through my struggle. But the good news is found in the encouraging message of the book of Judges. So God, the thing I want you to remember is that God is at work even in the darkest times and even with the weakest people. Trust me, I was as weak as it gets, um, but he was using me in that time. And he uses all of these things to accomplish his sovereign purpose for his glory. I want you to notice something. Notice I said for his glory, not mine, not ours, not my boyfriends, or in my case, my husband's, not family, right? For his sovereign purpose, for his glory. It's all for him. The cool thing is we are weak. Newsflash, we are weak, but God uses us all for his good. Second Corinthians 4, 7 says that we have treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of power will be of God and not from ourselves. So what I want you to gain from this is because God is at work, even in darkest in the darkest times, we can trust him to use us in our weakness to accomplish his sovereign purpose. So sometimes it's easy to feel like God's gone on vacation. Trust me, been there. I pray, no answer. I pray some more, still no answer. And at that point, I'm getting mad. I'm like, hello, can you hear me? What's the direct number to Jesus? What's the direct number to God? I need to know what's going on. And in those moments, I really have to remind myself that we have been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things out for his will. So whatever is going on in my life, I have to live in that and struggle beautifully in that because... It's for God's purpose. Something is going to come out of this, whether it's for myself or if it's for somebody else I encounter in my life. But everything that is done is for God's purpose. And I have to remind myself of that daily. So in this, in the darkest times that I had back in college and um, whatnot, I had to remind myself that I needed to be like Gideon. And I heard the story of Gideon when I was in college. And at the moment, I didn't realize just how valuable the story was. Just how he took, how God took somebody in the weakest points of his life and turned him into this fearless warrior and leader that was used for God's glory and God's purpose. And so I had to say, you know what, I'm going to be like Gideon. And that's the mindset that I had to take. 
And there's a couple of points that I want to give you, quick points on Gideon's life. And I want to show you how I was in those specific times. Now, you're not going to be in all of these positions. We're not all in the same positions in life. But it's cool that we had that God has had Gideon in mind when he created the whole entire world to put him through these situations that would carry on and lead so many people into understanding and to see that through Gideon, we can all see parts of him in our lives. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about is that he was defeated and cowardly. So I was there. I was emotionally, physically, and mentally defeated. Complete defeat. I didn't even know who I was anymore. So number one, check. I was there. Defeated. Number two, Gideon was dense spiritually. So I know there's so many people out there that maybe have not heard God's word. Maybe have not heard about what the good news. But I had. I had heard the message. And I was struggling to trust and to believe. So I totally understand that if you're listening to this, sometimes you're like, I don't really know if I like am going to drink this tea and like totally believe what's going on because I get it. It's hard to understand and to accept. And I was there. I And I had heard the story. I grew up in a Christian home. I was at church every Sunday, every Wednesday and read the Bible, read, you know, books, all of these things. Every, all of my friends were Christians. Um, and all of that until I got to college. And then, like I said, I turned God off. So at that moment, I didn't know. I didn't trust, didn't believe. Then enter depression. Gideon went through depression. Check that off my list. I had no hope, didn't think I was lovable. My dream was to have a family and to be loved by a man that was so great and that would lead me. And at that point in my life, the people that I was, thinking we're going to fill those shoes, not happening, not happening. And to look back on those people, I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? Because those were not the people that were going to fill the shoes of being that husband that I needed. So I went through a depression stage really because I couldn't, I was putting my love and my hope and my heart into something that was not where it should have been. The fourth thing was that Gideon was down on himself and saying, poor, pitiful me, instead of being focused on the Lord and focused on what the plan, what the Lord's plan was for him. And I've been there. All I wanted to do was feel better. I wanted my prayers answered right then. And I didn't care about who I hurt or if I was doing something that would put myself in a bad situation. I did what felt right in the moment regardless of the consequences that were going to happen. I didn't care. I didn't want to care. And then the fifth thing, Gideon was doubtful of God's promise. I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with me turning off God, but I had to remind myself and I'm reminding you today that God promises to be with us in the valley of the shadow of death to fear no evil. And he promises us an eternal life with him where there's no pain, no tears, no fear. And so through all of those things that Gideon went through in his life, I went through a lot of similar things on totally different levels. I wasn't trying, I wasn't going to be used to go fight some, some battle 
for God's purpose. I'm fighting a different battle for God's purpose right now. Um, but it was easy to see the pain and it was easy to hate God. I had diabetes. I felt unlovable. I was losing friends. I had broken family relationships, lost dreams. But in that, I had to remember other things. I lost, I lost my thankfulness. So when I really sat back, I was like, okay, I have food on the table and food in the pantry. I have a roof over my head. I have clothes and shoes on my feet. I don't want or need for anything. So sometimes I had to think about those things, but still, I was still mad. I was still angry. The, those seemed like such minor things compared to the things that I really wanted. So how else was he working in my life? And what's the answer? So like I said, the answer is not black and white. There's a lot of a gray area because everybody's answer is going to be different. But the answer that I conclude in all of my struggles and all of the things that I'm going through that seem like I can't make it through is but God. And my preacher, David Chadwick, says that all the time. He says, those are my favorite words in the Bible, but God. There's all these darkness. You have type 1 diabetes, but God. You have struggles in all these other situations, but God. So I want you to focus on five main points today that will really help you see that. See that no matter what you're going through, God is there. The first thing I want you to see and the first thing that Gideon teaches us is to trust God and turn from compromising with the world. It's easy to compromise and to think that the sin and the nature that of, of that sin is okay. We have got to stand firm as believers in Christ to really turn from the sin that we see. So really turn from compromising with the world. Number two, Gideon told us to, um, he said, remember, nothing is too difficult for God nothing. He created it all. He, he, nothing's too difficult for him. He has done miraculous things. So remember that in the depths, in your despair, in your grieving, nothing's too difficult for him. Thirdly, trust him with your future. That's a hard one. I remember laying in bed many, many nights and having dreams that I was going to be single for the rest of my life. And even though that is not a bad thing and God calls on certain people to be single for their life, for their whole life, for his purpose. I was like, that cannot be me. I like want a companion. And I really thought, come on, God, I, I don't get it. And it took me trusting him to find my companion. And so trust him with your future. You won't know all the details, but you know that you have a spiritual gift and a purpose and both of those are for God's glory. And they will be shown to you whenever it's time to be shown to you. Just trust him. Four, know he is with you always. This was so big. And whenever I started to really engulf that and really put that into my heart, he's with me always. If And I, I repeat this often and I hear it in songs and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is it right here. If God is for you, who is against you? 
And I remember specifically telling myself that regardless of how bad things were, I was on the winning team and all would be okay. Just in recent events in my life, I was so anxious and so stressed out about what was going to happen with certain things. And I finally had to tell myself, you know what? No matter what happens, God is king. He is my king. He is my sovereign Lord. And I know the end. I know what happens. And I know that if I trust him and I believe in him, I win. And that brings so much peace to know that this world is cray cray. And it's going to always be cray cray. And knowing that I am on God's team and I am wrapped in his wings and I am going to be okay. And it's going to be okay. And then lastly, it's easy to forget this, but I want you to think, remember this always. God sent his only son to die for us because he loves us so much. I think about the idea of people always say, well, if he loves me so much, then why am I going through difficult times? Why am I struggling? I have those same questions. And now that I have my daughter and I see my, my husband, I'm like, you know, this is a perfect example of God's love for us because you see Lily wants to stand up um, holding something that has wheels on it. And she, that's all she wants to do. She's so excited. She's so happy. But Ben sees that whenever she stands up, the wheels are going to roll out from under her and she's going to smack her face on the ground and it's going to hurt her. So, so she doesn't get really, really hurt. We take that, that danger out. And now she is very, very mad because we've taken away what she wanted to have, but we knew the outcome and we were protecting her from the outcome. That's the same thing. God's protecting us. Even if it hurts, there's a purpose for it. And God's doing that for a purpose. So remember, no matter how dark the time, and even if you can't see how the Lord is working, you can be sure that he is working to accomplish his sovereign purpose. Remember, you're loved. God loves you. Sometimes it's hard to see, but he loves you. And remember, we're all just together struggling beautifully. listening to the struggling beautifully podcast we're so glad to have you join us on this journey don't forget to follow our instagram and our tiktok at struggling beautifully pod so you can see when we upload new episodes every monday as well as be filled with daily encouragement and scripture you can also leave questions in our dms as well as in a form linked in our instagram bio thank you again your host Peyton and brooke